It's Tuesday, March 16th, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam, this is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! This episode of the show is brought to you by Stay Ready Gear USA. Visit StayReadyGear.com. Use the code STEAK at checkout. Save 5% on anything in their store. Also, as always, brought to you by Man Rubs. Servicing your meat <laughs> every week. Use the code STEAK15 at checkout. Mm. Save 15% off any of their meat rubs. Delicious. Um, give them a shout out on Instagram and Parlor. They post some, some good content on there, some good conservative content support local business that's what we're trying to do here perfect i don't know if you guys have heard but uh antifa is back in full force in portland that's a myth it is true they don't they don't exist they're they're just an idea however uh the officers that are protecting the courthouse in downtown portland sure as hell probably don't feel that way yeah they're big probably made some believers out of them no so i think tonight we're we're probably going to be entering the ninth straight day of not riots because they don't exist so all i know is that if you wanted a one-stop shop to cure all of those non-existing antifa needs mike down at west coast survival arms can get you strapped and ready to not defend federal property does he have invisible ammunition he sure does in addition to invisible handguns shotguns rifles and all the accessories you can need to uh complement those non-existent firearms. So Mike's been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's got a five-star review and can be found on Facebook and also via the telephone at 619-870-6992. Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms. What um, was, uh, I think uh, Abraham Lincoln said it. Go ahead. Um, stay strapped or get clapped. I believe it was yeah, Abraham yeah, Lincoln. Yeah, I was pretty sure. Definitely. Yeah, maybe Abraham Lincoln Vampire oh. Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, if you're wearing your imaginary body armor while carrying your imaginary firearms while protecting imaginary federal property from imaginary Antifas, the guys over at Mediocre Medical have some tactical flair to accent those non-existent body armors. Yeah. Stickers, patches, t-shirts, boots, and more. Their Instagram's fire. We all know it. If you listen to this show, I'm sure you've checked it out. Yep. You little piglets. Mm. And, uh... <laughs> Get over to Mediocre Medics Instagram and, and see what they got going on over there and support that business. And then March Joe Friday, if you're really looking into moving into that top tier tactical gear category. Oh, that rhymes. Thank you. March Joe Friday's got everything you need. That's solid. Creator of the Zero Fucks Duck patch, in addition to everything you need from movie quote inspired patches, Donald Trump tweet inspired patches, flags, stickers, socks, socks. Flags. We have one hanging up, the coronavirus veteran ones here in the lab. I got my coronavirus veteran pin on my EDC bag. And uh, get over to dumpbox.us and see what Mark's got going on over there. Mm. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. How you lads doing today? Oh, you know, here we are. Again. Yep. Hmm. It's been a while since we've all been back in the lab. Yeah. Nick made his triumphant return last week, and Noah's right. here. I guess I'm good. the only loser that shows up for every show. Correct. Thank you, Ron. Oh, you're welcome, Ron. 
I'm currently soaked in hydraulic oil because I came straight from uh, my other job. Oh, nice. You must be some kind of a mechanic. Uh, no, it works part-time at Pet Boys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a big action-packed episode today. Going to start with the news and end with a little flat earth Dave Weiss. And it uh, should be pretty exciting to see what he's got mm. to say this afternoon. Um, but let's get right into it. The COVID Relief Victory Tour will kick off this week. Uh, remember, it's the most progressive bill in the history of bills, according to the Biden with an AN administration. There's a lot of fat. Quite some pork, and we outlined a lot of that last week. Um, Al Gore appeared last night on Don Lemon. I don't know if you guys caught that. Don Lemon. To help promote uh, hate and division. Propaganda. Mm. Um, where they'd really like to see voting go in the United States. Uh, the absence of any kind of mention of the administration before Trump's, which was Barry Sotero's. And uh, talked about how the current administration has had a more consequential first 50 days since FDR. So 2016 to 2020 doesn't exist. Wait, so there's... And apparently neither does the eight years before that. There's going to be a lot of consequences for the things that happened in this first 29 days, you mean? I'm sure most of us have read Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. Yeah, we're um, <clears throat> we're about to one-up that, I feel like, in a big way. Oh, I love recently how... Was it Pelosi or... No, it was the press secretary saying that they inherited a um, disaster at the border. And it's she, like, she was circling back to that, and we will too. In our uh, segment, how dare she? On the crisis at the southwest border, I feel like the southwest border was fairly calm. Um, you know, just from my observations of you know not being anywhere near there. But we've we also Correct. there was a cancellation of hope during those four years. Yeah. So you need to take that in mind. Mm. But before we get into any of that, let's hear what uh, good old man bear pig had to say last night, and <laughs> Don Lamont. In the next 10 days, lots to discuss now. The former Vice President Al Gore, the founder of the Climate Reality Project, and he joins me now. Mr. Vice President, thank you so much. It's indeed an honor to have you on. Thank you for having me, Don, and congratulations on your new book coming out tomorrow. This is the fire. <laughs> I, I, good luck with it. I know it's, it's going to be great. Thank you very much, Mr. Vice President. That means a lot. Um, let's talk about this. I want to talk some policy with you, and then I also want to talk. I know you have some strong feelings about uh, this pipeline uh, that is going through predominantly black communities. But let's start with what the president is doing right now. The president and his top aides are spending the, the next few weeks um, uh, traveling the country, trying to sell this $1.9 trillion rescue package. The bill is passed. So why is it the sales job that he's doing so important? Well, first of all, I am so proud of President Joe Biden, R really and truly. This is not a partisan comment, Don. Our country needs this kind of leadership. I honestly think that he is off to a stronger start in the first 50 some odd days uh, that, uh, of any president since Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I really, uh, I, I see it. And he's, he's, he, he's offering healing words to the country. He's trying to encourage people to get vaccinated. That's the answer to your question. He's going out there and promoting uh, the vaccination program and uh, making sure that uh, the economic rescue is fully implemented. Mm. The next big battle, you know, is going to be over the GOP-led effort to restrict voting rights. 
It is yeah. apparent that a lot of these bills target black and brown voters, Mr. Vice President. Is this only going to get worse as demographics continue uh, to change and Republicans are increasingly in the minority? Are their efforts going to pick up to try to disenfranchise voters, especially those of color? Absolutely. I mean, this is, this is really and truly un-American, Don. It is a naked effort to try to suppress black, brown, and indigenous votes, uh, suppress any kind of votes from people who they think will not go for the, the far right, uh, you know, promote the interests of the wealthy program. They, you know, let me give them their credit. I think they actually believe that this country would be better if the wealthy and powerful had more control over all of the decisions. And that's an argument that's been raging in this country since the very beginning. But history has proven that when we expand the right to vote and when more people vote and when all points of view and backgrounds and perspectives are all brought together, we make better decisions. That's been one of the secret strengths of America. So we need to expand access to voting. You know, everybody... Uh, who is an American citizen, ought to be automatically registered to vote. We ought to have voting on weekends instead of on, you know, Tuesday on a, on a work day. Uh, we, we ought to have more absentee voting. There's no record of voter fraud. One or two little cases every once in a while. We ought to invite everyone in to the voting booths and have everyone take part in helping to guide this nation. Mm. You know, we have we have seen how the filibuster has been used in the past to try to derail civil rights legislation. Your father, senator from Tennessee, was in the Senate in the 60s when civil rights um, legislation was being filibustered. You served in the Senate yourself. Does does the filibuster need to go, Mr. Vice President? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it has long since uh, outrun any justification. Uh, and yes, and it's been modified in the past. If they if they don't have the votes, because you know senators from small states sometimes are tempted to hang on to the filibuster, uh, not for ideological reasons, but but they they've made exceptions to it. They ought to make an ex at least make an exception uh, for the protection of voting rights. But but here's another idea, and it comes from Joe Manchin, a man who I don't agree with him on a bunch of things, but I really respect him a lot. And he recalled that great movie, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington with Jimmy Stewart, you know. And I remember as a boy, when my father was in the Senate, they used to make them stand there and talk until they ran out of breath or, you know, couldn't stand up anymore. Well, what, you know, why don't we go back to that? Rather, at least, I mean, we ought to get rid of it altogether. But if we took Joe Manchin's suggestion and and just made them do it the old-fashioned way, the way they used to, then uh, we, we would have a better chance of, of the majority outlasting them. And when they feel strongly enough about something like protecting voter rights, they can get it done. So there's that. What a clown. Yeah, it's always good to hear Man Pig Bear's voice. Americans. Oh, you remember the scene in Billy Madison when they're at the debate at the very end and the, pre uh, the principal goes, not only were you like more dumb for listening, <laughs> your response had no yeah. like academic integrity. Yeah. That's everything he said was like bullshit. One or two little cases here and there. So voter fraud non-existent. Mm. 
we wanted to uh, weekendize voting day in addition to making it a month-long marathon, marathon of fraud. And we want to invite more mail-in ballots. We want to invite everyone, and that's a direct quote, into the voting booths. There's so, some people so, that don't so, want to vote. Right, even though they fluffed up the beginning of that with, you know, we should tighten up voter rolls yeah. and make it more accessible. You hear the play right there towards the end, in addition to all the absolute bullshit. Mm -hmm. But bef before any of you guys comment on that, I want both of you all to thank Man Bear Pig because the internet that our podcast is broadcast on is thanked to him because mm. he did invent it. Huh. <laughs> One or two little internets. Yeah. Well, it's frustrating, too, because liberal people will sit there and, like, Eat that up. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they'll be drooling at the teeth going, Biden is the best president since FDR. Num nums. And you're like, oh. how? How? What has he done? He hasn't even showed up. In, he showed up in public, what, once? I think today is day 57 with no press conference. Well, we don't even know if that was is, him. You know, he is right. There's uh, Biden has been saying a lot of things that are intended to be, quote unquote, healing words. Yeah, we but don't he need healing words. We anything, need to go back to work. He hasn't said anything of substance or about reopening the country and unfucking our economy. Oh. What is Healing Words going to do to the, someone who's going to foreclose on their mortgage? Um, I'll wait. Wait, hold on. I think I have this. Is there somewhere? Nothing. Mm. Literally zero. Well, if your spirits aren't high enough, the crisis on the southwest border and its openness continues to flame up over the last week or so. Um, it's becoming almost unmanageable at this point. Uh, it's the number of unaccompanied children nears 4,000. And uh, the Nicholas Migrant Welcome Centers are now nearing 800% capacity. That's a lot of percents. It's a lot of percents. It almost makes me want to kind of want to steal something. Be honest with you. Oh. Wow. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Okay, that yeah. kind of flows. Yeah. He's gonna be honest with us <clears throat> and he's gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I, uh, it's frustrating because you have, we've, I've grown up in San Diego my whole life, so seeing the direct implications of, and we talked about this last week, of border policy and things like that. Okay. I mean, where we're, where we're doing this podcast, we're 15 minutes from the border. Uh huh. And um, these people that are making these policies live on the l literally complete opposite of the country. They sure and they they have no or no even, impact at even all. Even if they are in California, they're in a gated community, which is basically correct. And and they're not they're not going to face any impact financially, um, socially, economically. Like nothing that they implicate at the border within. Asylum laws and where they're going to wait for asylum and how many people we're going to intake and the tax dollars that go into that and they're not going to feel any of that. Well, they're they're implementing all these policies and they've made it such a delight, a, a widespread media circus about everybody's going to be let in with Biden that it's inviting the chaos that we have now and there's too many people for us to process. Yeah, and they're putting more money in the cartel's pockets because mm -hmm. the cartels are taking this as total human trafficking galore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easy. Like Easy. these people, these people are being put into 
horrible situations en route to the border, the amount of rape and just, you know, abuse of children, people starving, you know, falling off the top of the, the big ass train, the beast or whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. Like there's this horrendous shit going on and we're encouraging people to come by these lax policies. While the previous administration, it was known that you could show up and you could apply for asylum, but because you'd have to wait in Mexico with the migrant protect protection protocol, it made it a lot better because there was less people that wanted to attempt the fraud. Now it's just free for all. Everybody's just gonna come, yeah. What's worse, get turned around or re released in the United States? Well, or they're gonna be housed in the uh, Dallas Convention Center where unaccompanied teen boys are gonna be moved to because the Nicholas Migrant Welcome Butterfly facilities are so overran with unaccompanied children. Um, the head of DHS, Mr. Mayorkas visited the most affected areas last week and reported back to Washington without meeting with any of the elected officials in the areas that he visited. Um, representatives in Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and California say they've gotten no info on the COVID of positive migrants being released north uh, in the last seven days. However, um, the administration released a announcement that at least 204 of the migrants released into the United States last week were COVID positive. Um, all, all is, this is all going on right now as the White House continues to double down on how this being um, Donald Trump's fault. So that's pretty much where we're at with that right now in regards to, you know, the uh, crisis at the Southwest border. We're overran in numbers, we're over 800% capacity. Teen boys are being moved to the Dallas Convention Center. Um, COVID positive migrants are being released into the United States. I personally said last week that I think it's in spite because a lot of those states in the Southwest border have kind of opened for business. And the only way to smear some of those. Well, it leads into their, it leads into the narrative that them doing that is going to be chaos and cause, you know, a huge spike. It's either that or that. Bring your own spike. Well, or, or, or that COVID isn't really anything it says it was. And we'll have something on that later in our weekly COVID roundup. Mm. But yeah, and then, and then Jen Psaki yesterday doubled downing on uh, this being Donald Trump's fault for his closed borderedness and lack of hopeness over the last four years, that there's an influx of openness now. No, I think that's called border security. Yeah, sure is. And integrity. Yeah. And, and both of those right now are, are seriously lacking. Sorry, I was just body bagging somebody on Facebook. Oh, show. cool. I apologize for the silence. <clears throat> Back to the regular <laughs> scheduled program. Crisis on the border. I was listening and typing at the same time. Go for it. Um, well, I think a lot of people don't realize the violent implications that happen whenever you give cartels more um, power, in a sense. Like, believe it or not, even the wall helped cartels in some way because it paid... It created well. It gave the, a bottleneck where they had to pay people correct. to get over. So the price hiked to more come exclusive through. routes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the prices definitely went up. But it also helped law enforcement along the southwest Huge. border to defend those areas. Well, and when you choke everything into a checkpoint, you give people, officers, and agency ability to X-ray certain vehicles, to screen them with a dog. Um, if you're going to have illicit stuff come through, 
the best thing to do is have it come through a spot where it can be checked. It can be checked. And the, one of the arguments I've made before is when you have human to human interaction, like if a car is coming across the border, whatever the process is, and they come up to someone at the border, if there's a little girl in the back seat and there's like some dude in the front and you can clearly tell there's like some tension, like that's a big win for like human rights to be able to have a human person look at that and go, well, she yeah, looks kind of scared. Yeah. This guy looks like that's not her daughter. Like that's, that's priceless to have human interaction in an instant where well, it's a life-saving scenario. Correct. That person could potentially be sent into a life of prostitution or yeah, sex trafficking. Or I mean, whatever the list goes on and on. So to have a wall, like for me as a dad of two girls, or they could join Antifa or they could vote liberal. I mean, there's the, <laughs> Possibilities are horrendous. That's not a thing. I think that's a given. <laughs> um, but f from a dad of two girls, like that's an argument for the wall in itself, regardless of your immigration stance, to be able to protect people from getting trafficked across the border and to have it come through a checkpoint where there's going to be human people, men and women, like moms and dads that are going to work and seeing that interaction with people and going, God, you know what? This doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel normal. I think the argument for the wall on that is worth it in itself. But, I mean, the, the Biden administration has created chaos in less than 60 days down there. And it's, I mean, you think about 60 days, we well, have three more years. They advertise the free-for-all. Yeah. We have people in TJ, in Tijuana, for those people who don't live in San Diego, that are literally waiting in Mexico for asylum, and they have T-shirts that have, like, Biden sponsorship on them. Wait, didn't you refer to it as Helico? Did I say that? You did. You might have been. And then we said we we're going to run with that from now on. So whenever been. you talk about Mexico, I think you're, you're calling it Helico from now on. I must have been hammered. Yeah. That's a good one, though. Mm. Um, man, I didn't, I didn't uh, catch that. <laughs> but um, it's a big scam right now. And if there's any listeners out there wondering, well, why would the Democrats be so apt to let these people in? There's a big correlation, we've said this before, between having people come in, whether it's on asylum, illegally through the fences, or out in the desert where there's no fence, through the port of entry. Um, there's a correlation between that, people getting here, and not having voter ID. They're not a, it's not a coincidence. Well, if you look at it, so you're going to have these entire uh, communities and a demographic of people who are undocumented. So if they come in... And they get, they get across because they're claiming asylum and they get released with a court date. They never show up to it on probably a high percentage of the time. It's like over 90 people. Yeah, so you have these communities. They're going to be communities in these, you know, remote areas or mm -hmm. downtown Los Angeles or whatever right. you want to call it. This is an entire community of people that all they have to do is send somebody inside and say, hey, look. You need to vote for this guy if you're going to vote because otherwise this other guy, it's just going to be a fear tactic to get these people to vote the way they want to because. And as if those bleak conditions that we just outlined aren't bleak enough at the border. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago about that SUV that got smeared by a semi truck Oof. out in East San Diego County. That was brutal. Yeah. Overnight last night, an SUV similar to that containing 11 people was also smeared by a semi truck. Why, and do, why do they keep getting hit by semis? Like, are they coming out of like a berm, like turbo boosting over the thing and just have bad time? I don't understand. I want to say it's, it's partial bad timing 
Also, maybe Joy Behart could say illegal border crossings don't exist, so then that these people actually didn't die, even though eight of the 11 occupants did die in this accident last night. The sole survivors were a young boy, undocumented, an occupant also undocumented, and for once, the driver. So they must have crossed on the opposite side of the, the road this time. Or it was a newer model and had airbags. No, it looked like one of the standard 2006, mm. yeah, excursions or expeditions. I, don't, I just don't get how they keep getting smashed by semis. It's weird. Well, you should probably look both ways before you cross the street, I tell you that much. Yeah. Well, the leftist attempts to criminalize future presidential elections like they did in 2020 continued with the radical HR1 that passed in the House on March 3rd by a vote of 220 to 210. How do you guys feel about that? Have you guys heard anything about that yet? Yeah. Garbage. No. Yeah, you would think it's garbage, but I'm, let me tell you a couple of the, I don't know if I want to call them high points or end of democracy points that are in that. Mm. But uh, we can look for things that uh, openly break the Constitution. Um, we like those. Wait, no, we don't. Yeah, and, and that relates directly to safeguarding the manner of the way elections are held right now. Uh, this bill would unconstitutionally give Congress primacy over state elections in numerous ways. Say again? Yeah, it would give the Congress, not the states, primacy over state elections. What does that mean? Primacy. Well, it would uh, determine how presidential electors are selected. It would mandate mail-in voting. It would require states to accept ballots, override state voter ID laws, and mandate that states that conduct redistricting through... Unelected commissions and constitutional authority in conducting elections is now illegal. So that would just be the nail in the coffin of free and fair elections. No, that would just be the start of it. It would also set up chambers to imitate, uh, intimidate judges. It would uh, have the power to force judges to testify before a panel of unelected federal bureaucrats in regards to rulings they would make on voter laws. Wow. Yeah. It would mandate mail-in ballots, like I already mentioned, and give a up to 10-day delay in the results. Um, it so could, 10 days that they can, uh, you know, insert extras. Inject. Inject. Extras. Well, wait, no, fortify. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's what um, it is. It would eliminate voter ID election security. Mm, okay. Not like we need that out here in California, but in some places and states where they still have an inkling of integrity. I just don't understand why anybody's against making, like, make it so we know it's everything's good. I'll, I'll tell you why oh, they're wait, against it because the only way they can eliminate voter ID laws is if they registered millions of criminally present foreign citizens to vote, which is another stipulation in this bill. It would force states to automatically and duplicatively. Register all people to vote through government outposts such as the DMV or motor vehicles, state universities, welfare agencies. Oh, thank God. And by doing that so would register millions of illegal migrants to vote in the United States in federal elections. Um, don't worry, it gets worse. Mm. Explode uh, opportunities for election cheating. And I'm quoting now from the Federalists. This would be adding the threat of increased voter fraud. This act would mandate nationwide automatic voter registration and election day voter registration. Election day voter registration. What? So you have four years, let's just say, you've just become of age to vote, or you've just become a U.S. citizen. Or you've so just it, crossed the border. 
Or you just got <laughs> off your ass for the first time. Right. You just got off your ass for the first time and you wanted to vote. Now you can go up to Election Day, which is becoming an event and mm-hmm. for a multitude of weeks. So Election Day is now forever going to be said on the show with air quotes. It gives you the, right, it gives you the opportunity to jump in the election marathon and register the vote day of your vote. There we go. Oh. Yeah. It would prevent from cleaning up voter rolls because prevent because cleaning up voter rolls is racist. I, I don't I don't I don't No, stop. It marginalizes minorities. How dare you know on your white right Doesn't matter if you're dead, if you've moved, or if you've moved out of state, if you've moved recently into state. By cleaning up the voter rolls in your previous address and your new address, which would give you the opportunity to vote more than once is racist. Uh, End of story. Uh, it would unleash mobs on political donors. Um, this bill would require massive compliance costs for candidates, citizens, civic groups, unions, corporations, and nonprofit organizations. Damn, that reads like a Time article. Mm. Uh, many of these provisions violate the First Amendment and protect incumbents and reduce the accountability of politicians to the public. It's Onerous disclosure of requirements for nonprofit organizations would subject their members and donors to intimidation and harassment. So it protects incumbents because they're planning on having their people be the only ones that are in right now. It would only gerrymander to districts that favor Democrats. How dare you? How does it? Mm. At least when legislators draw boundary line, voters may push egregious behavior at the next election. Not so with government by commission which trades accountability for mythical enterprise and disinterest. But the Republican form of government inherently rejects the idea that elites have some unique capacity to discern and implement the best policies. Like I said, Republican or conservative racist, anything Democrat or leftist, completely fine. This is egregious. Yep. It would make voter hacking easier. How? Well... The bill's mass force voter registration of every person's record in a various state database comprises for a recipe of massive voter registration fraud by hackers and cyber criminals. Oh, nice. Yeah, the heritage analysis finds. Government databases are notorious for breaches of private information by cyber criminals and foreign entities. This would also create a number of duplicate voter registrations. The lefties love that. Um, That... The bill bans state and local officials from cleaning up, potentially by assisting individuals in multiple voter types. Mm. Mm. Ooh, guess what? What? Felons. Oh, good to go. Yeah. It lets former felons vote before they've completed their sentences. Oh, thank God. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. So, How dare they not be able to vote after committing felons? Let me give you guys the scenario. I want to see both of your reactions. (laughs) Felonies. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just going to throw this out there. Cereal. Aggravated. What kind of cereal? Pedophilia. No. Rapist. What? Voters. Voting in the 2024 election. Voters. With the passes of ASAR 1. Um, it helps 16s and 17-year-olds vote illegally. So those pedophiles could be voting potentially on legislation against pedophiles. True story. Yeah. HR 1 would also require states to allow 16 and 17-year-olds to register to vote when combined with a ban on voter ID and restrictions on the ability to challenge the eligibility of a voter, this would effectively ensure that underage individuals could vote with impunity. But they can't buy cigarettes or alcohol without an ID. Sure can't. Um, it bans keeping the records of necessary bans keeping the records necessary for an election auditor recount. You know that whole six month or ten month or eighteen month, depending on the state. Yeah. Out the fucking window. So the voting system shall not pr- preserve the voter. F- 
verified paper ballots in any manner that makes it possible that any time after the ballot has been counted, after it is cast, done. That's it. Cast, counted, shredder. So you can't even verify. What's that? So if the person who's counting or whatever just decides that they're going to say, oh, nope, that was for this guy, and then write in the shredder. So there's no accountability whatsoever. You know what there is is? Is is though is, we is. haven't mentioned Lizardburg in a while. Lizardburg and those three hundred million or billion or how many ever fulfillion dollars he gave to the last election for the lefties. Lizard people. This mandates ballot drop boxes. Passing of this bill would mandate ballot drop boxes because not having ballot drop boxes is racist. What? Okay. How? This is well. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> It's a recipe for massive voter fraud, given that in 2020, when mail-in balloting was massively expanded, more than 26 million ballots were requested and never returned. So is Joe Or only returned in those four cities that had massive Biden voter dumps at three o'clock in the morning. So is Joe Biden going to go on TV and say that uh, minorities don't know how to use stamps as well as computers? Well, we all know and have quoted him on the show as not being able to use the Internet. The interwebs. It's an inconvenient truth. Or get injections. <laughs> it also gives U.S. territories extra, uh, extra Democratic seats in Congress and the Electoral College. So let's just say those 14 other points that I just made were not safeguards enough in combination with the Time article that was published that outlined all of the way they legitimately faced voter fraud, voter irregularities, and every other thing under the sun in the 2020 election. Places like, give me a U.S. territory at the top of your head. Guam. Okay. There should be one more at least. Uh, Puerto Rico. There you go. They will have extra Democrat seats in Congress and votes in the Electoral College. Uh-huh. Discuss. Hmm. But wait, there's more. Oh, is there? Oh, thank God. <clears throat> Democrat-sponsored bill HR1 would let people vote up to two weeks after election day. What? what? So not only are we making election day a season, not only are we moving election day to a weekend, according to Man Bear Pig, we're going to allow all the fatties, the lazies, probably the illegals, and every other vote total that they haven't met to beat a conservative out there Two weeks after election day. Well, so that way they can be like, oh, you know what? We need another uh, 500 votes, so we're just going to go harvest some of these. uh Who needs a 3 a.m. vote dump in one of those four cities that we've outlined several times on this show? I mean, I would say that it's going to make it uh, look a little bit more reasonable in that case. Right. When you have an extra 14 days to get out there and cast your vote to get your guy over the top. At the same time. So the Democrat Party is attempting to make Election Day into a, I'm quoting again, election season with the Radical For the People Act of 2021, which is what HR1 is called. For the people? Which people? The illegals. We've already outlined that. Oh, sorry. I'm slow. Right? Um, <laughs> and now I'm quoting again from the Federalists that nothing in this subsection of the bill shall be construed to prohibit a state from having a law that allows for the county of ballots in an election for federal office that are received through the mail after that date of election day is no longer than 10 days after the date of the actual election. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but... Uh, who, who, who voted for this? How many? 
Well, I'm was telling it, you. There was Republicans that voted for this? 220 House representatives. How many? 220. <laughs> passed this bill on March 3rd, and the nays were 210. So I would say a narrow margin, but in some context, bipartisan. Oof. Yeah. This country sucks, dude. Yeah. It's awkward. Well, there is some positive news out there. Well, why don't we get into our little uh, weekly segment called COVID Roundup? Mm. At least 21 states in the United States have opened now and have dropped mask mandates across the country. Yay. California, where we all live, is not one of them. Nope. Um, although states like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Illinois, and Michigan are loosening the restrictions on coronavirus, uh, coronavirus? guidelines, China virus False. guidelines. False virus. The left and the mainstream media is still demonizing people like Ron DeSantis, Big Dick Ron, governor of Florida, mm. and Greg, I don't even know if his dick works, Abbott, and <laughs> comparing them to murderers. Um, I was listening to a program the other day, and the woman was comparing Ron DeSantis to a serial killer. What? Uh, while at the same time, and like I've already previously mentioned, states like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Illinois, and Michigan, which are all democratically ran and governed, have also not equally, but loosened their China virus restrictions. So it's, it's all for optics. And um, speaking of which, our friends over at the CDC have just recently... I feel like they're not my friends. They're nobody's friends. They're terrorists. Well, although they may be nobody's friends, we'll consider them our frenemies over at the mm. CDC, have revised a large portion of the China virus numbers in what regards is, to deaths. China. CDC stands for China Disease Control? Something along that nature. Yeah. yeah. But uh, So you're saying that the initial report that they came out with was false? Well, I mean, we started to cover last week how almost how they? 25% of all China virus deaths related directly to the Cuomo, Murphy, Wolf, Whitmer, and Newsom old folks' homes lockdowns. Party tits. Party tits. Leaked slowly, but after we reported on that. Eat the sausage. Almost 78%. <laughs> Of all China virus deaths contributed directly to who, to people who were obese. Mm -hmm. Now, the CDC has officially released a statement on all the numbers regarding China virus. And I have some audio to support that today from One America News. Let it rip. The Centers for Disease Control have updated their death counts for coronavirus and reveal yet again that COVID-19 is rarely the actual cause of death among coronavirus patients. According to the CDC themselves, of the 220,000 deaths attributed to the coronavirus, 87,000 of them died from pneumonia and influenza. Another 17,000 died from chronic respiratory diseases and 26,000 died from respiratory distress syndrome. 44,000 patients died from hypertensive diseases, 23,000 died from heart disease, and a whopping 28,000 died from cardiac arrest and heart failure. Yet all of these, 
even patients who died from heart attacks were marked down as dying from the coronavirus. Doctors who spoke with One American News explained that 131,000 patients who are being considered COVID-19 deaths already had life-ending diseases, including cancer, dementia, and even end-stage renal failure. And according to the CDC, again, if you look at place of death, you'll see that some 10,000 patients who died from COVID were on hospice care, meaning they were terminally ill to begin with and were already expected to die. Doctors tell One America News that all of these patients were critically ill and likely died from their pre-existing conditions without any help from the coronavirus. However, they explain that the CARES Act, passed by Congress in March, gives hospitals a 20% bonus on their diagnosis-related group paid for by Medicare. Essentially, that means doctors are being paid to list deaths as coronavirus without any indication the patient's death was actually COVID-related. The CDC backs these numbers up, explaining that coronavirus itself is responsible for just 6% of all deaths listed as coronavirus-related. The other 94% of deaths are due to pre-existing comorbidities, including serious illnesses and advanced age. However, despite this report being officially published by the CDC, so far the mainstream media have completely ignored it, instead continuing to hype a pandemic that seems less dangerous every day wow yeah i mean it's pretty sad to hear a report like that but also confirms a lot of the things that at least the patriots and free thinkers i'll call them even non-retards have talked about for a a, a little over the last year now that you know some people kind of threw responsibility into the wind when this thing started and was like fuck it if i get it i get it um I mean, Nick's already a self-proclaimed play with fireer mm. in regards yeah. to the coronavirus. I myself personally had had to be a little bit more careful um, due to the fact that, and like I've mentioned on the show before, both my in-laws are extremely high risk. However, um, I was asymptomatic. If that's even a thing anymore, well, it was probably just because of the uh, the levels that they changed on the the PCR tests, right? But however, I did. Bloodwise test positive for antibodies yeah. in July, which means I did at some point have it, yeah, experience little or no symptoms, and have no idea whether I spread it to my wife, my children, or either one of my in-laws who, who oh, are both extremely it. high risk. Right now, you almost did it. <laughs> I almost had you. Can we get that clip for yeah. next time? That's a good one. So uh, that that report from One America. There's also I have a clip from. I don't know who this official is, whether okay. she's a health official or... Well, we don't pay for anything anyway, so we yeah. might as well just play whoever. Uh, she's not a sponsor of the so show. So if, if they ever listen to our intros and outros and the songs that we play every week, we're getting our asses sued. Yeah, canceled. But uh, basically saying the same thing as that CDC report, but it's more of a little personal level here. So this is uh, somebody from the great state of Illinois. Terrible state of Illinois. Speaking to a... Uh, Beetlejuice is from. Bunch of the news... Uh, <laughs> very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were in hospice and had already been given 
you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means that if, um, technically, if, even if you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. Well, that, that is helpful. Is there, is there a number of legitimate, strict COVID-only deaths? Well, I mean, if you listened to the literally two minutes and 30 seconds clip that we played no longer than four minutes ago, <laughs> which, uh, which literally outlined the CDC guidelines and was a um, paraphrase of the official statement that they released to the public this week, 94% of the deaths that have been reported as COVID-related are fraudulent. Only 6%... So I don't know what the number right now. We're we're somewhere above five hundred thousand total since this whole bullshit started, right? Six percent of those deaths are purely related to COVID. Ninety-four percent of them, complete fucking bullshit. And that was my question: was like, do we have a hard number? Because look, so I'm not a math wizard, but I don't know what ninety percent of five hundred and seventy-five thousand are. That's uh, uh, a lot. It's a lot smaller than the number of months that we've been locked down oh, yeah. for. Yeah. To say the very least. Well, here's here's the deal. Um, like we talked about earlier in the show, there's not people croaking in there like no one no paper delivery boy or Amazon delivery guy is like knocking on the door day after day going, Oh my gosh, where's this person at? Then opening the door and finding someone dead from COVID. They're not allowed to open your door. I, we have a pretty sketchy Amazon delivery guy. I okay. wouldn't be surprised if he came in and made himself a sandwich before Wait a minute. he left. You say your Amazon guy tests the handle? I don't know if he's ever tested my handle, but I've been like working in the garage and I've seen him like meander into my. Are you are you are you a gunner? I don't know if I want to say. Yeah, I have a, I have a lot. I, I mean, for, let's just say, do you have any guns left over from any of the boating accidents that you may or may not have had over the last? Just California compliant weapons. Okay. Ten round magazines. At the ten. Moment. I thought it was like five. I think it's a slingshot now. Actually, ten. California actually, isn't California down to one in the chamber, and that's it. No, you're not even allowed to have actually, a clip. Actually, they, pistols they only. re when they changed the magazine law, they never rechanged it back to. There's no mag capacity in California anymore. Currently. That's because yeah. they're trying to pass that rescission of the 2A at the federal level, which we'll be seeing eventually. Um, what do you guys want? You guys want to all stop the steal? That sure kind of always picks up our spirits. Um, a Georgia judge announced this week that he may unseal Fulton County absentee ballots for fraud um, in regards to investigation and review. Uh, remembering back from November, a Georgia poll watcher noticed that specific shifts in votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden with an AN while monitoring the interim election results on the Georgia Secretary of State websites occurred. Um, a voter Georgia co-founder named Garland Favorito swore in an affidavit in November with the Secretary of State's office that I concluded from looking at these results that this was an integrity issue and an irregularity since there was no obvious reason for President Trump's totals to have decreased so significantly while former Vice President Joseph R. Basement Jr.'s totals increased dramatically. Um, they continued to research the Dominion, Dominion voting machines. Yeah, I said it. 
fluctuations and glitches and found even more evidence of votes being switched from current President Trump to former vice president basements elsewhere in the state. Um, so this is proof that's going to come out to the public. How dare you say proof? On this Monday, a Georgia Superior Court judge, um, the Honorable Brian Amaro, announced that he was inclined to unseal the votes to allow them to be inspected by Garland Favorito. What do you guys think about that? Mm. Too little too late? I mean... We don't, we don't put dates or times on anything right now, but I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I'm kind of here in May. I, I enjoy the fact that some of this stuff is going to become public knowledge, at least. Yeah. And then it's going to seem even more ridiculous that nobody addressed it when it actually happened. Or at least I would think so. No. I mean, at the end of the day, like, this show has completely taken the line of we cannot even begin to talk about 2022 or 2024 until we address 2020. Whatever the disposition is going to be, if they wind up going and ruling or finding, proving that there was significant fraud, especially in these four cities, we should probably cover them again. Atlanta, Philadelphia, Madison, Wisconsin, and Detroit, Michigan. If those anomalies were enough to change the outcome of the 2020 election, it's acknowledged, it's proven, and too little too late. Yeah. I still don't know how I feel with that, but just, just the fact that we'll be able to eventually get there may or may not be something. Um, well, does it, it would just be nice to have them stop saying, there's no evidence of any election fraud. Or like, man, what did Man Bear Pig say at the top of the show? Well, two or three occurrences. Nationwide, even though, and we've talked about it on this show before, Stephen Crowder's found hundreds, if not thousands of instances of voter fraud. Yeah. I mean, people voted in the 2020 election in Michigan and Nevada um, who lived in places everywhere from an empty lot, an abandoned airfield, a highway underpass, and felons in prison. Yeah. So right there's four instances, which completely debunks man, pair, man bear pigs Assumption that only one or two instances of voter fraud happened nationwide, period. Yeah. And that's it. Where did this man bear pig thing come from? South Park. Oh. You know that's remember? right. Yeah. No. It's man, everything's cool. South Park. Sure Fantastic. is. So I heard somebody talking today. Um, I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, one of the podcasts I was listening to. It was actually the um, Real Eyes Radio. And that's going to be, I'm planting a seed right now mm. that we're going to talk about later in the show. Yeah. Um. That South Park is, for the most part, satire. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, but but have you ever watched South Park and had seen them make fun of something that's not legitimately real? Yeah, no, they're they're making fun of it, but it's always something that has some substance to it. And, and this person on, on a podcast I was listening to, um, which was the. Uh, Real Eyes Radio Podcast, second plug in less than two minutes. Mm, wow. You can only see where that's going. You can send your payment to uh, Steak for Breakfast Podcast at paypal.com. We will never fucking do that. Just kidding. We so don't even I, have PayPal. I'd like to go on the record right now as saying, regardless of how large this show becomes and how broad our audience gets, we will never, ever. I mean, we might do some merch, like some vinyl stickers. You said you got some t-shirts you want to screen print up and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. We're trying to do a little special gift for any guests that's come on the show. And don't worry. If you're a past guest, we'll retroactively send you this gift we're yeah. thinking about getting. Um, we will never ask you for a fucking dollar. So Yeah, no. 
Yeah, we might just throw it up on our on our website. Spoiler alert, we have one of those now. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later as well. Um, but circling back to, to Man Bear Pig in South Park, like, I, I get the whole, yes, South Park does satire, but those guys make fun of stuff that's either real, legitimate, or, or has already happened. Or just something that ends up becoming widespread known, or what, what am I trying to say there? I mean, they don't make fun of it unless they're over the target. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then that's just one of the things that you kind of have to take into account when you talk about things like Man Bear Pig and the fact that Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, and Oprah were depicted in South Park <laughs> eating babies' brains and, <laughs> and drinking their blood. So, you laugh, but totally true. And so mm. is Pizzagate. Bring it to Spotify. Um... If, if our spirits haven't been lifted enough. Now, I know Noah before the show told me we should stop calling him our pillow guy. Because I guess who? Benji? The Tim Cast guy. Oh, Tim Pool. Yeah. Cuck. He's, he's trying to do the my pillow or our pillow knockoff. But his is more just like a satire joke. But Right. When we say our pillow, I do it with the parentheses, meaning it's like ours. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. In like the shit poster sense. I just don't want somebody to get confused and try to buy a, our pillow. We're definitely me. not saying it in the Tim Pool sense because this show is cuckless, right? I, yeah. I, I wouldn't consider myself a cuck. Nick, cuck? No. No? I am not a cuck. And, and for as much as he's added to the show so far, Dakota, are you a cuck? No. Okay, Dakota's not here today, but there's a stuffed giraffe sitting at his microphone. The only difference is the stuffed giraffe has been on Facebook far less tonight. Right, and has said just about as much as Dakota usually says on our show. And he doesn't listen to any of our shows to QC them, so it's not like he's even going to hear us talking shit about him. Oh, what a time the age of 26 is to A, be alive, and B, not give a fuck. And C, shop exclusively at Lululemon. Oh, God. We're, we're, we're really Lululemon? trying. Lululemon? That's the, the women's clothing brand that Dakota wears here every week. They, like, do stretch pants and, like, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. They, even I mean, I, want, I, they probably I 100% enjoy that company. So I'm going to go out on, on the women. I'm going to go on this limb right now. We'll yeah. call him the pillow guy, and we'll put the parentheses. Fuck yeah, the Not pillow. the parentheses. The, what are they called? The slants on each side? Sl uh, slants? Okay, you know, like. I don't know what you mean. Like what when you write a date. Slashes. Oh, yeah. Uh, backslash or forward slash. All right. So we'll call them, we'll call them forward slashes on, on both sides of, what did, we, what did I just say? The pillow guy. The pillow guy. Yeah. And, and Mike Lindell appeared on War Room Pandemic uh, yesterday. The he, pillow. He was talking with Steve Bannon about how not only does he see mm. Dominion voting systems and Smartmatic's $1.3 billion lawsuits against both him and his pillow. But he raises them. Oh, I was about to say he raises them. Two lawsuits. Let's hear what uh, our favorite bed accessory salesman oh. had to say. It's a majestic mustache. And it's uh, it's sad. And, I, and I, one more last thing on the Dominion, Steve. I will. I want to tell everybody right now. I just decided I got an epiphany. If Dominion doesn't agree to meet, I'm going to spend all day today finding out how I can sue them. And I will, I will go after them because if we have to, if they're, we got to get the truth out. And when I go after people in a lawsuit, it's not to, it's not for money. I don't care about the money. It's to bring out the truth. If you can't get the truth out of someone, let's go to court and let the truth be told. Okay. So I just want to make sure we reframe this so that, that you're offering to meet at any time, any place 
and go through this in any level of detail if it takes days or weeks to go through it frame by frame with all the evidence and your only condition is you need live media there and I'm sure one American others but you'll take BBC Guardian whatever to do it live so that everything can be shown to be recorded and if they don't agree to meet with you sometime here shortly you're gonna work today and you're committing to your followers and to other people out in the country and even your opponents and people that hate you that you're yep. going to go to court and you're going to sue Dominion. I will go after him if that's if there's a way to do it, I will do that for the American people. We've got to, the truth needs to come out. So if the truth does not come out here, if they keep suppressing it, that's it. what other recourse do I have? I've got to bring then I've got to bring them to court in Smartmatic, bring them all to the court. And uh because you got to have discovery then, and I already got what they—I already got what they're not trying to show you. So I would absolutely, Steve. Let's get—we're going to get this out there one way or another. Last thing, and we're—we only got a couple minutes left. Well, there you go. That's that's the pillow guy, Michael Lindell, basically saying he sees Dominion voting systems mm-hmm. and Smartmatics, two lawsuits, and he raises them. I like where his head's at. Another two. I only wish, and, and we talked about it off the air while that clip was playing. I wish I had that much money to be as patriotic as Mike Lindell. Literally, all of his wealth is going to saving the country. Yeah. He's not buying yachts. He's not buying, like, weird fetish stuff. He's like, literally, I'm just going to go be patriotic. It's odd that you went there, but okay. Yeah. I was just thinking of, like, random people. Like, if they had money, they'd probably, their first dive would be, like, weird sex stuff. So, like, Cardi B? I hope she... Hey, (sighs) the Grammys were a night ago. The only and, good and, thing and, about that was Bill Burr just shitting on everybody repeatedly. Well, no, not only that. that was well, epic. first of all, he's racist, even though he's been married to an African-American woman since 2013. <laughs> Regardless of any of that, anything he, that he says is racist only for the fact that he's white. He's a ginger. Number so, number yeah. two, ratings were at an all-time low, down 50%, nearly 50%. Down. That's from last year, which was like at 30% down from the year before or something crazy. But circling back to Mike Lindell and the fact that he's not retarded... Um, what do you guys think? I mean, he, he said, listen, if they're not going to... Dominion has a limited amount of time to come to him and to mm-hmm. talk to him. Because if what he's saying isn't true, then prove it. And if you refuse to prove it and you keep up with these bullshit lawsuits, then I will see you in court, I will countersue, and we will have fucking discovery. And everything that I allege will be either proved or disproved. And that's the big... At this point, as a conservative, patriotic person, okay. you almost hope it goes to court. Yeah. And that's what Mike Liddell says. He's like, if it goes to court, then that means we have a trial. And like, right. we, 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 we don't have need, a shot to show evidence. We don't need the pussy-ass, bitch-ass Supreme it's, Court to turn it down correct. based on standing. It's not going to be we'll a social this- media old Mexican shootout. Right. In a person, it's going to we'll- be a legitimate trial. And then people are going to come in. We're going to have evidence and witnesses and, and testimonies. And there's going to be affidavits that actually get seen in court. And it's not going to be just this jockeying back and forth on social media or the internet. It's going to be Technically, wouldn't it kind of be a Mexican shootout? Mm. They're both going to shoot their shots. Mm, I don't know. I don't know why I I said that. I think you meant Mexican standoff. That's what I meant. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. What we'd like to see is a little bit of a Mexican shootout. Because then there might be some fucking discovery at the judicial level. So they're they're bringing these lawsuits against the pillow guy. In addition to, hang on, and just before anyone who's listening thought we weren't going to fucking get to it, you're talking about Mike Lindell, yep. the pillow guy, mm-hmm. 
Michael Flynn. Yep. Retired general. Legend. Rudy Giuliani. Bad veneers. America's mayor. Yep. I, I wasn't really <laughs> looking at bad veneers, but they're terrible. Sweat and, hair uh, day. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Oh, yeah. There you go. No, that's not the right one. No. But I, at least we got Dakota to say something <laughs> for once on this show. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. But what, what I was saying is like, what did they think was going to happen when they're bringing these lawsuits? Is he just going to like give up and settle out of court? Like it's going to backfire on him. Like yeah. they thought Michael calling Dale, his bluff. Right, they're trying they, to call his bluff. They thought he might've been batshit crazy, but he turned out he was fucking true blue Patriot. I'm buying yeah. another goddamn pillow tonight. Nice. Dude, I like it. I've, I gotta get that. I have blanket. I don't I know. know what blank. I don't know what pillow I bought. It's epic, but the way to blanket is a game changer. Their yeah, life. No, but so to, to, to circle back, no, not really to circle back, to back story, okay. circle back story. Nick, the entire time I've known him, has always said that he doesn't even use a pillow. I usually don't. But and now, I have that one. And I usually, to be honest, I use it at first, but at the end of the night, I usually just sleep on my I arm. I don't want to say that we're trying to build any kind of a profile on the show, but let's just list some of the serial killer. <laughs> okay, so you don't use a pillow. Yeah, I usually weird. don't. I'll okay. start off with a pillow, if you, anything. You've now made the claim on three shows, that which would, would be people. thrice, that you would eat people. And <laughs> I'm would, quoting now. No, 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 listen. Yeah, you this, said if they literally rolled up right now and just dropped the thigh on the table, I wouldn't even give a fuck. I'd cut it myself and grill it. And this is with a lot of social lubricant in you. 100%. Look. <laughs> You guys are making it sound weird. Uh, I was saying if somebody's dying wish was for them to be consumed by other humans so that we could have the information of what it tastes like. Are we talking like a plane crash in the Alps or are we just talking like neighborhood barbecue? Yeah, are you a Chilean soccer team? Are, we, or are, you, gonna, <laughs> are, you, are you Nick Citizen? Are you going to smoke or are you just like, are we you know doing this for survival? No, I would... T- <laughs> This sounds so bad now that I think of it. <laughs> I would consume it to see what it tastes like. I've been curious, and I've heard it tastes like pork. I'm not going to lie. It tastes like chicken. Everything tastes like chicken. This is not a, true. a sponsorship plug, but maybe we throw some man rubs on a human thigh, oh throw it on the smoker for four hours, and we, see what we'd we like get. I think we're going to lose a yeah. sponsor. <laughs> I would like to officially, on behalf of the show, thanks man Rub. <laughs> thank man rubs for being our sponsor for the last 30 episodes. However, moving forward, I would completely understand, both legally and contractually, if you no longer support the outlooks and our... Uh, you know, optics of this show. What if my, what my if, rebuttal to that? Is, what if this is what gets us kicked off Spotify? Man rubs. <laughs> Stop if, the steal. Completely fine. If you're trying to find people, calling so everyone and anyone <laughs> under the sun a pedophile, good to go. Saying the election was both fraudulent and stolen, which it fucking was, yep. and that the current administration is illegitimate, which it fucking is, and a clone. Green light. Eating people. Goodbye, Spotify. And rubs if you're looking for a new product. I don't know. I kind of feel like the eating. Do not say thing. fucking. <laughs> oh, so you're saying like air quote around the word man and then rubs. Wow. Wow. Way to demonize one of our sponsors. Yeah. I'm just saying, if the opportunity presented itself to me for somebody that sacrificed their body once, you know how people donate. Sure. Yeah. What if part of that donor contract was like, I would like it to go. Like a pound of brisket to towards Nick? the fucking yeah. <laughs> Brazilian steak buffet. <laughs> 
I would try. I wouldn't. And I'm. I. Am I'm never going to be able to look at another fucking Taco Man ever again to get I would my fucking. Never, you know how they fucking chop that meat off the yeah, thing that's spinning? I, I think it's a human thigh. Well, in Mexico, you I never would try know. it. That's true. I would try it. What better way to get rid of a body? If Disneyland had, you know, Disneyland has some great food. Can you imagine how much human would cost at Disneyland? Like, you, you gotta I take out a loan. You gotta take yeah, out a loan. You wanna know what? Popcorn. A bag of popcorn at Disneyland is like $17. <laughs> That's excessive. So, if, if I wanted like a human thigh, it would probably cost like a fucking Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, I wish I would have got that Bitcoin. I would try it. I would, I, was, I stand on my statement right now, somewhat sober, that if somebody presented itself, I would try it immediately. Well, I'm changing my will. Well, <laughs> if you go before me, I'm eating one of your calves. You know what is a little bit of a change of topic right now is mm. going to be our guest coming on. Oh, yeah. And I could only assume that there's one thing out of all the happenings he'll be talking about. Not eating people? Probably not eating people. It's not like you're kidnapping people and eating them against their will. It would be somebody that <laughs> willed their body to be eaten so that... Other humans could know what it tastes like. I like how Nick is continuously doubling down on this. Right. Well, we're, 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 well, we're trying to, to <laughs> introduce our very distinguished but yet not special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome on the Steak for Breakfast podcast, world-renowned flat earth expert, Dave Weiss. Dave, welcome to the show. World-renowned flat earth expert. Well, at least I wasn't introduced as our special guest. Oh, special. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like when people say special guest? Well, it sounds a little demeaning, but um, <laughs> sure. Well, <laughs> thanks, man. That's got, man. The, that's got the double meaning. <laughs> well, I'm a flat earther. Come on, you know? I mean, if it makes you feel any better, we're all very special. It does go with that in some people's minds. Dave, how you doing? And welcome to the show. Thanks, man. I love talking to people that have uh, different crazy ideas about our world that we live in. There's definitely a lot of those going on right now. Yeah. Um, why don't you give our audience, I wouldn't say we're at the training wheels level. We're kind of a, we're a conservative podcast, you know, libertarian background, things of that nature, America first. But we also kind of like to bring our audience into other stuff that's out there. You know, we've had some conspiracy theories and things of that nature on the show. And I'm not saying that flat earth philosophy is one. But when, when you're talking about the, the general audience and kind of broadening their horizons, we felt like when we had the opportunity to link up, this would be a, you know, nice day from talking about how terrible the world is. So, yeah, well, the, this, this subject, subject links to um, the reason that the world is in such a screwed up situation, because if you believe that you're on a spinning speck flying through an infinite godless or distant God universe where you're a random speck that happened by accident by a bunch of mutations, you could be convinced that if you walk within six feet of somebody that's healthy, you're going to die. Oh, I like that. So that's a good correlation. Yeah. On the same page. Yeah. So, so, so the thing is this conspiracy is so big. It's like, you know, the saying, you can't see the forest through the trees or Uh the trees, whatever, whatever that saying is for the trees. This is so big that people can't wrap their mind around it because we were trained that the earth is a globe before we can talk. If you had good parents, they probably put a a solar system mobile over your crib. Then they parked you in front of the TV, which is all globe programming, Sesame Street, globe programming, all movies, all cartoons. It's all globe programming. Once you see it, um, you can't unsee it. Hmm. What's the, uh, give us a little background on just the philosophy of the earth being non-spherical. I know that you kind of had that lead in talking about, you know, the infinite universe, the rotating spec yeah. and things of that nature. But what's right. 
you know, give us a little background on flat earth philosophy. Well, it's not flat earth philosophy. You know, the heliocentric globe religion is literally a religion because there's zero proof of it. Uh It's just a bunch of nonsense that they throw out there, equations and pseudoscience. Uh, But flat earthers are the ones that, you know, we all used to believe the earth was a globe. And then we were all dragged in kicking and screaming to... um, to forced into looking in it. And I went in to debunk it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to prove the globe and be the end of this. Stop sending me flat earth stuff. And then once you do that, you realize it's crazy, but here's things that heliocentrists, you guys, no offense, um, <laughs> have in common. They, they have a misconception of what flat earth is. They believe because of programming, because of Bill Lye, the lying guy with the bow tie and Neil deGrasse Tyson, the high priest of scientism, oh, they've got you believing that the flat earth is a, pancake floating in space right there's all videos like if you walk to the edge of the flat earth it's going to pull you to the middle gravity doesn't work that's all to to gatekeep your mind we're not a pancake floating in space we're not we're not a pancake you know with a bunch of other ball planets we're not a pancake uh floating in space with a bunch of other pancakes um you know and the other thing that they have in common um that heliocentrists have in common Uh is they don't even understand their globe model so and by the way i'm gonna ask you guys some questions and you tell me if uh and i didn't know any of these answers when i was originally asked how fast is the earth spinning oh oh god thousand miles an hour at the equator okay um how fast is it orbiting the sun no idea no Sixty-six thousand six hundred miles an hour very interesting number oh wow that was my next guess yeah and it's chasing the sun at 500,000 plus miles an hour. That entire system's moving sideways at over a million to two million miles an hour. It doesn't really matter at this point. We're moving in four directions at once, right? But while all that is going on, you know, we have lakes that are perfect glass, nothing that moves. Although Neil deGrasse Tyson says, because of the spin of the earth, the centrifugal force makes the water at the equator bulge 14 miles high, Right. right? That, but you can't see that from space because the Earth is so big. Well, 14-mile-high bulge is three times cruising altitude of an airplane. Mm. So when you're flying from the United States to South America, what what point do you triple your altitude just to skim over a hump of water? And the answer is there is no time because that never happens. Huh. So, so what is the flat Earth if it's not a disk floating in space? And this is... And then I'm gonna let you guys ask questions, please. Go ahead. So what is a puddle? A puddle is where water accumulates to where? What does water accumulate? Is it the top of a hill? A low point. The low point. And, and the edge of the puddle is, consti- what, what constitute the edge of a puddle? Something holding it in. Yeah, like, like a rim, a yeah. boundary. The, the land that's higher than the water, yeah. right? Consistently <clears throat> all the way around. That's the high point of the land. So the, you know, large bodies of water at rest lay flat. So a lake is a bigger puddle. And think of the world oceans as a giant lake, just a giant lake, right? 70% water, water is testably, measurably, provably, scientifically flat, right? It doesn't have curve. Mm -hmm. And we can prove that. That's something that we can actually prove and verify. Mm -hmm. All of the islands, which we call continents, are surrounded by water. And all of the water is surrounded by land. Well, guess what the highest land on Earth is? They don't tell you this in school, but you can look it up. The highest land on Earth is Antarctica. Antarctica is not the continent at the bottom of a ball. It's literally just the shoreline of the world pond. Okay, so if you sail in any direction in a straight line, 
you'll end up at Antarctica. The land is way over your head, like 200 feet in, in most places. And that's just the shoreline of our pond. So what is in the outer space beyond Antarctica? Not outer space above us, just the outer space beyond the edge of our pond. We don't know because the Antarctic Treaty doesn't allow any person, any corporation, nobody is allowed to independently explore Antarctica until the year 2041, where they're going to kick it down the road another 60 years. Wow. So is anyone what's beyond to... there? We can speculate, but we don't know. Is Go anyone ahead. allowed to fly over Antarctica or no? Is that kind of the same kind of? No, no one's allowed to fly over Antarctica. A couple of years ago, because of all the flat earth stuff, they they were, they were tried to pull one over on us. They said, hey, there's going to be a circumpolar, <clears throat> south polar flight. They're going to fly from uh, Santiago, Chile to uh, Australia. And, and they're going to go over Antarctica. And they're, you know, they were selling tickets and they were going to do some sort of scam where, you know, you think you went that way, but you really went the other way. And um, what happened was the tickets were like ten, eleven thousand dollars and uh, a bunch of a couple flat earthers bought tickets. Wow. Like we're going on. We're bringing compasses. We're bringing GPS, uh, yeah. gyros. We're bringing all sorts of stuff. We were going to prove them wrong. And, uh, and I called it from the beginning. I go, that flight's never going to happen. And what happened was, as we got closer to the date, uh, the website folded up. They stole all the money, and it never happened. Of wow. course, it, did. it was a big Ponzi scheme. Still, yeah. still waiting for Alex Jones. To, yeah, I'm still waiting for Alex Jones to fly over Antarctica. He claimed he would. Back in, well, that was after in, I was yeah, on shirtless Alex Jones in 2019. Did you hear when I was on Alex Jones? Sure did. Yeah, so I was on with Eddie Bravo and mm-hmm. Sam Tripoli. And uh, we flat smacked the crap out of them. And then for the next couple <laughs> I love couple that term. Weeks, Alex, love that was, <laughs> Alex was on a tear along with Greg Reese. His, Greg Reese had done some great videos on uh, on Antarctica. You got to look them up. And um, and he, uh, everyone was going crazy. Half the offices converted to flat earthers. And then one day Alex got everyone together and said, anyone brings up flat earth again, they're fired. And that was the end of it. <laughs> so I think he got the phone call like, hey, Alex. Uh, Nick's Ixnay on the at Flirthe. Yeah, it sounded like the chief operating officer at the Mossad called over to there and said, <laughs> yeah. "There's only well, you one." Know, re- he gets that call sometimes. Yeah, there's only you know, one reason. Call when he was talking to good. No, I'm Sorry. just saying, like you know, there's only one reason I I feel that he's been alive this long after supposedly filming Bohemian Grove, and right? it, has to, it has to do with you know his connections and what he does outside of his employment at Infowars. Yeah. So how was interacting with yeah. him? Is it pretty it was surreal? Horrible. Alex, Alex is a loud mouth. Thank God I had Eddie and uh, and uh, Sam who were so high when they were sitting in there. They couldn't talk, but they could say, Alex, shut up. Let him talk. You and know, so I got to steamroll and get yeah. as much information in as I could. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I, I did a lot of research for this, and, I, and I've watched several of your appearances on different podcasts and and radio shows and stuff like this and leading up to the you know the interview that we're having right now and and the infowars is one that sticks out for me is like just a i don't know if, if i'd call us professionals but i felt after watching that i felt kind of bad i said why would you want to bring this guy on and have him on for as long as he did it was like an, over an hour and then treat you i mean the other like eddie bravo and the other guys that were remote they were kind of getting information from you and letting you talk, but you know, Alex just acted in a completely unprofessional way during that segment. I thought it was terrible. Eddie and uh, and Sam were in studio. I was the one that was remote. Oh yeah. But I mean, just, just in general, I, I, as soon as I said that, I've told both of these guys and I said, yeah, there's no way we're going to, you know, we want Dave on to to give information and and to kind of tell the what's going on, you know, in his world and not to beat him up over it, which is, 
easy to do if you don't want to believe somebody. All you have to do is this. Yeah, we don't believe the earth is flat. We know it's not a spinning ball. And everything we've done ta to test, every test that's ever been done in history looking for um, sphericity or axial rotation has failed. There's many famous scientific experiments that have been done that to prove uh, the sphericity and rotation of the earth, but uh, they all failed and they don't mention them in school. They're, they're famous, uh, we, you know, famous uh, experiments. So. About how long ago did, did, did they start phasing uh, flat Earth concepts out of school? It, it wasn't actually that long ago, if you look at the history of, I don't want to say the globe, but the world. <laughs> yeah, well, it's actually way less than that. It's less than 100 years ago. Uh -huh. 100 years ago, that's 1920s, yep. right? Um, I don't know if you saw my Ruth interview. She, a uh, 102-year-old woman, I was interviewing her about the World's Fairs that she had gone to. She had such a great memory of them. I asked her what they taught her in elementary school. Um, about the, you know, she knew her elementary school, the street it was on, her teachers' names, kids in her class. Yeah, she was and sharp. I said, what did they teach you about the Earth? And she said the Earth is flat. She thought the Earth was flat, and then they changed it a few years later. So, mm -hmm. wow, you know, the, the our history is a lie. One of the big proofs, <clears throat> in at least in the United States, is the story of Aristophanes about the sticks and shadows. You, I was about to ask about that. that yeah, yeah, I was about to ask you about that. Yeah, one. so, yeah, so so we were taught, you know, was it. 2000 years ago or whatever it was, Aristophanes, you know, had his sticks and, uh, and shadows and, and did this measurement and figured out that uh, uh, by, by measuring the angles that the earth is curved and he got it, you know, and Carl Sagan, you know, melted it into all of our brains in the show Cosmos. Um, and I, I used to love that show. And, and I was like, that is so cool. That is absolute proof. But here's the question is, how did Aristophanes assume that sun rays were coming in straight when you never see them coming in straight? When you look at sun, the sun coming through broken clouds, it's always coming in at angles. So that uh -huh. right there uh, completely destroys his, the basis of his argument. And then the other thing is, um, on a flat earth, you can have a close local sun where it's over his stick and it has no shadow. And then 500 miles away, the stick has a shadow. Uh -huh. And so you can do a formula uh, with the shadow angles on those two sticks and figure out how the sphericity of that flat surface. So, you know, it, it's easy to do. Just put two, you know, upright posts, bottles, lighters, whatever, on your desk and put a light over one of them, directly over one. Uh -huh. And the one of them will have a shadow, the other one won't. Your desk is not a sphere, but you can do math to tell you it's a sphere. So again, it's all mind control. What would be, <clears throat> what is the purpose for having propaganda in a sense to- Why the lie? The big yeah, why the lie, yeah, exactly. What's the, what's, for? what's the reason behind it? Yes, that, that's the big one. And I touched at it at the beginning. <clears throat> it's about, all about mind control. They want us to believe that we're on a spinning speck flying to a godless or distant god universe where an uh, uh, asteroid could take us out at any time, where we're running out of food, we're running out of dinosaur juice, which is nonsense, where uh -huh. nuclear bombs could blow us up. They, wanna, they want us in fear and thinking that we're insignificant uh, versus the truth is we are, in, we are in the center of creation. This world was created for us. It was intelligently designed. Therefore, there's a designer. There's a creator. I'll take that's as far as I'll take it. I'm not religious. Okay. There is a creator. What would be less spectacular than this world being a random accident from a Big Bang uh -huh. would be a, a tornado going through a junkyard and building a fleet of 747s when it was done. <laughs> 
Okay, that would be less spectacular. This world mm. is a, a an amazing, amazing place, and they don't want you to know that. So they want you to feel insignificant. Um, you're at the center of creation, and nobody has dominion over you. There is no rulers over you. <clears throat> Any law, anything that you're obeying, like curfews or wearing masks or anything that's your it's an in your imagination you believe that somebody can tell you what to do when they can't the only laws that you have to obey are don't kill anybody don't steal from anybody uh don't break anyone's free will and and maybe be nice to your neighbor that's about it okay i'll take and, four uh, i'll take four and, out of ten the commandments that's not bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they don't want you knowing that um you are in a special place and that you are a powerful spiritual being having an experience to expand the mind of the creator, whatever you want, whatever, however you want to look at it, everyone's personal journey. So you, <clears throat> you believe that this is just another, basically another stick on the pile to control what the mass believes. Is that that's kind of your it's totally your like if, you, yeah. if you believe, you know, this is what this is what you have to believe to believe you live on a ball. Once upon a time, there was nothing. Uh -huh. Then it exploded and created everything. And during this powerful explosion, all of the physical rocky dirt and stuff coalesced into giant spinning balls. Uh -huh. OK, with water and all sorts of stuff. At least ours did. And then all of the gases coalesced into giant gas balls, leaving a vacuum in between them, okay? That breaks every law of physics possible. How do you have a ball of gas in a vacuum? You can't, you, it has to be in a container. Mm -hmm. so, so then after that happens, lightning strike creates some DNA and an amoeba forms, impossible. And that turns into a fish that grows legs that climbs out of the water and finds another sexy fish with legs Whoa. and has a, has a baby and it's a monkey and the monkey has a, a deformed baby. That's a human. I mean, I'm accelerating the process sure, right. over billions of years. And then somehow our human eyes formed, right. Where we can see, you know, our, just if you actually look into what your eye is doing and how we are seeing things, this is not a random accident. We oh, it's are extraordinarily complex yeah. creations, mm -hmm. right? It, it, it's incredible. And they want you to believe that. Now, again, I'm not religious. Um, my co-host comes from the Bible side of the fence. I never lead with the Bible stuff, but there is a, a verse in the Bible that says, uh, once you see my creation, you no longer have any excuse to deny my existence. And the people that are running this world hate God. Yep. Right? That, that's they a fact. Hate. That's for sure. Yeah. True. So they, they want, don't want you in a situation where you can't deny God. And uh, they want you in fear. When you live in fear, you're more selfish. You're, it's just the way you are. If you're living in fear, you're looking out for yourself more mm -hmm. rather than everybody looking out for each other and being one. There was a, a massive um, worldwide civilization called Tataria that was here uh, in, uh, the, in the 1800s. There was some calamity that happened. Maybe it was a great flood, a mud flood, whatever you want to call it. And there's, there's tons of evidence of it. This was a completely different world. And the, the, the wipeout of humanity, the people that came, that took over, there's some that took the lead and said, hey, we're going to hide the truth from the peasants. We are the peasants. Mm. Yeah, and I, <clears throat> I think what's, what you touched upon is huge, that it doesn't take much to dupe people, society, into believing something. I mean, look at the, the revised versions of all dogmatic modern religions 
Yeah, but just in like to bring it home to us, like you were saying, you know, like about 15 minutes ago about the, you know, you you might believe within if you get within six feet of somebody, you're going to die. It's like, who came up with that? Dr. Fauci did. Some, but there's no evidence to that. Then it's like, wear this mask. And remember when the coronavirus first hit, they're like, masks are not going to do you any service. Now it's wear three masks. And it's funny because I think all of us, and I'm sure Dave, you, you as well, have kind of gone through this with an open mind and going, there's a virus out there, I'm sure. It's not going to kill everybody. If, if you walk into Walmart. There's a coronavirus out there, and there's been one every year for as long as we've Correct. been here on Earth. It's called the common cold. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's got a different name it. with a sponsorship behind it. And now, like, we've yeah. all, I've been careless, if you want to call it that, because I don't wear a mask unless I'm absolutely forced to in public. I've, I've had... I don't know how many parties over at I've my house and mask. birthdays in Cal in California, you can't get in any store without one. Yeah. But the mask that I wear, yeah. I can literally see through it when I put it over my face. Yeah, that's, that's good. There's ridiculous mask. It's, it's all about control and, the, and you're veiling right. your face. Think about this. Every relationship starts with a smile. Uh-huh. Every single relationship. Okay. When any girl you've ever met, it all starts with a smile. Someone, you know, buying a cup of coffee and she smiles at you across the friggin' bar. Right. And then you get her number, whatever. It always starts with a smile. If you're ever having a really bad day, I remember I, I had a, I was having a horrible day. I was a young teenager and I would literally, you know, just everyone was just shitty to me. And then this pretty <laughs> girl smiled at me changed and everything. it changed my whole day. It yeah. literally may have stopped me from killing myself. So the power of a smile, that's God, that's my religion, right? They're making you hide your smile. That is the force that keeps life going, okay? Mm-hmm. Your face, your expressions, your micro expressions, and your smile. I don't care if you have three fucking teeth. A smile changes the world. Yeah, it's basic human interaction. Yeah, we talked about the uh, mental health aspect or the lack thereof in regards to this year-long scamdemic that's been going on and some of the just basic civil liberties that have been taken away and, and how they could, you know, in regards to like uh, children and education, but also the human human interaction that's yeah. just been Lacking. completely erased. So, I mean, I, I always right. post memes on our Instagram that's like, hey, remember smiles? And, and yeah. I mean, it could be taken as funny, but it's also really sad. Well, even as simple as shaking someone's hand. Mm-hmm. When you when people come over to my house. I still shake people's hands. I don't give a fuck. But you do, but it's that initial well, like this. And then some people are like. They cringe. Yeah. And they're like, uh, yeah. or when you, cause I'm a hugger. Naturally, I think that's the yeah, Italian well, in me. Well, by the way, one of you said that um, that uh, you uh, you're you've been dangerous, right? Well, what's dangerous is obeying their rules. Stay inside. Yeah. Don't get any sunlight. Um, get don't fat. look at anybody. Don't, don't touch exercise. anybody. We are electrical human beings. Our our biome. We need to touch each other. We need to shake hands. We need to rub our noses. There's okay, endorphins that are associated with that, right? Big time. So, so the people that are hugging and kissing and looking at each other and breathing on each other are the ones that are going to be the healthiest. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's insanity what's going on here, out out there right now. Yeah. And that was my point. Is I think all of us in this group, you know, have been. I, when freeze? I went, when I said reckless, I was I wanted to put it in air quotes, but okay. no one's going to oh. see that because. To us, not reckless, but to the lady at Vaughn's wearing three masks, it's reckless. But it's like, you're, I haven't gotten sick. Super spreader. I don't know if you, you guys haven't oh, gotten sick. Hold on, you uh, hold on, guys. You guys, you guys froze for about thirty seconds. Oh, so whatever you were saying, say it again. Hold on one second. Can you hear us now? You're good now. Okay, perfect. Oh uh, yeah, but, I hear I hear you now. You were just frozen, and there was nothing going on. Um, 
the government doesn't like us talking about <laughs> about this. No, we're right over the target. But I was just saying how I've from day one said, if you're going to come to my house, don't wear a mask. If you're going to come over for a barbecue or a birthday party and that bothers you, just stay home. No hard feelings, but I'm not going to wear a mask if I go to someone's house. If you want me to wear a mask, don't invite me over because yeah. I'm not going to do that to yeah. myself. And I'm not going to put myself in this situation where it's like, you need the vaccine. You need to wear a mask. You can't travel without a mask or vaccine or negative test. And it's like, if people are just staying at home, minding their own business, nobody's dying from that. Mm -hmm. You know, you go out to Walmart and do your thing. You go to Costco, you go out to the gym, which I've been doing this whole time. I've been rolling jujitsu for the whole time. And nobody wears masks. You can't wear a mask in jujitsu. That'd be awful. I haven't gotten sick. There's been no outbreak in the gym I go to. People don't die from it, that. Well, that's it's just, people it's who a do big that control thing. Yeah, and it, and it's no one's. You know what? No one said during this whole thing is, hey, eat healthier, go on walks. Yeah, that'd be exercise, good. Exercise. Yeah. Stop eating. How many people Uber in your eats? dress book have died from Corona? Zero. I know one person that my dad was friends with, but he was morbidly How obese. Old? He was morbidly obese, yeah, morbidly and, and obese COVID, and, it doesn't even yeah. count. It wouldn't even count. But they yeah, labeled so it as I, I have a I have a cousin who, who's been dying, I think, of cancer for the last three years, doing horrible, horrible. Like, I thought, it, you know, I figured he was going to be dead years ago. He just died the other day, and his family was, I guess, he died of COVID. Oh, sorry right? to hear that, but no. No, it definitely wasn't of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, and my 94-year-old mother... Um, died alone, and I couldn't go visit her in hospice because <sighs> Sorry healthy to hear Dave that. might make the hospice nurses sick. This is insanity, what's going on in this world. People have lost their friggin' minds. And here's the thing. If people just woke up and just said, no, everyone together, like we're opening our business, we're doing whatever we want, the government has no control over us. The control is because we all are complying. Like a dollar, you know what a dollar's worth? A dollar is worth as much wood as it can light on fire, right? <laughs> as kindling. But other people will say, hey, you know, I'll trade you this for the dollar, right. right? So then it has value in your mind. It has no value. So yep. it's all mm -hmm. it's all what we believe and, and the elite use it to control us. The elite don't need money because they make the money. They just type the numbers in the computer. Yep. Yeah, it's all systematic. And that's, it's frustrating being on the other side, and I'm sure you've gotten backlash for your beliefs with the flat earth thing and entering into this coronavirus pandemic, if you're someone who goes, I don't believe that this is killing people, you get backlash from people inadvertently, like when you show up, you know, when you're going anywhere in public and your mask is like, if I wear like a neck gaiter, if it's down like on my neck, people will just stare at you and it's like, yeah, I'm not a sheep. If this was legitimate, if this was the black plague on steroids, which they're saying it is well when it first started then, yeah of when course. it first started i was careful well you know, yeah because we didn't know what house, it was i'd put a mask on i'd fucking lice all the the doorknob on my way out you know just be careful and then as time went on i was just like yeah this it was is politically not, motivated yeah. and now you fast forward a year and you're looking around and like all my friends are still here all my family are still so here hand sanitizer is the most carcinogenic stuff that you can put on your body i will never ever use it it's sterilizing all of the children and it's going to give everybody cancer yeah it's one of those things so you know. it also takes that you know person to person energy brings it down those human vibrations well, I'm you it's creating when, lower area when somebody goes to give me a fist bump I grab their fist with both hands. I hold it really tight and I rub it with the other hand for an extended period of time. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Get like that it. going. Uncomfortably long. I like where your hands are. And you have to stare at them in the eyes. But wait, just one thing and we'll get off the mask, get back to Little Flat Earth if you yeah. want. Mm -hmm. Is when somebody says, why aren't you wearing a mask? You can tell them honestly, say, well, I'm susceptible to bacterial pneumonia 
and that wearing a dirty face diaper is the best way to get bacterial pneumonia. As a matter of fact, Dr. Hachi did a paper on it a few years ago about how in the 1920s, that's how most people died from bacterial pneumonia from wearing masks. Yep. And then the, when they're sitting there shocked and they say, well, you have to wear a mask, you say, show me the law. That's all you got to say. Show me the law. Police come, show me the law. I'm giving you a ticket on what, what code, what law. There is no law, no governor, no senator, nobody. They cannot make laws. They can make mandates and rules, but I can make one too. You guys are no longer allowed to drink your beers. I just made that law. How oh, dare you. This show's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you did that, if you did that, you're blindly following Correct. You know, and that's, made up authority. I think before we move back into the flat earth stuff, that's my frustration with this whole thing is not so much in San Diego, that's where we're at. There's a lot of lockdowns. We're we've been in the purple tier for Which is the most restrictive, long. right? Since March. But the fact that people are buying into this is what's scary to me, where people are like, Oh, we can't it's not safe to eat. And I'm like, Okay, but in a week they're gonna change the tier. What has changed? Has your lifestyle changed? No. Have you felt different well, in I, a week? I can't go to the gym. But I'm saying like personally, like your health, has your health changed? Have you, your, you know, nothing fatter. has changed. Just some person in charge is going, oh, we're in the red tier now. So it's safe to go out and eat. And people are like, thank God the government told me I can go out to eat with my family. And it's like, but if next week they say you're back in the purple tier and everything's restricted, you would believe that too. That's where my fear is like, this is almost to me. And if we want to get into like a big conspiracy, just in general, this is almost like a Costco sample of how brainwashed can we get the public? Yep. And they floated this idea to us and they go, gosh, these people are susceptible to yeah, anything. This was a, it's a test. test. It's, it's yeah, I, exactly. I, it's an ASVAB for the public to see what we're capable of. And we've failed it big time. They're, they're, they're making people carry stupidity IDs and those stupidity, those stupidity IDs are wrapped on their faces. So, 100%. I do want to circle back because I personally have a couple questions. I can, I'll circle back. Shoot. Okay, I like it. Um, Bring it. Dave, two proofs. Uh, nice circle back. I like that. I, I call it. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> a little subtle. That, that I'll you, circle back with you. I'll circle back with you. That you, I know you, I've heard you extensively talk about and, and that just kind of add a little bit more substance to the overall argument is it has to do with the moon and the stars. Mm. Me personally, yes. I've always thought NASA was fake, fraudulent. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the things involving space are a visual psyop. Um, I, I do not believe in, in, in the lunar landing. And it's pretty weird because when I started researching uh, this to have you on, um, on the show today, I started getting so many different, I would see like Instagram posts or Facebook Facebook post that had like, even today, there was one that said like, if you go to the National NASA Museum or wherever, where they're supposedly have Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin's um, lunar spacesuits, the bottom of the boots do not match, match the imprints that are supposedly the ones from the, you know, the, uh, the moon landing. And, and I know like how you talked about the spec and everything spinning and this, that, and the other thing. Talk to us and give us some information on how the moon and the stars mathematically, scientifically don't match up to what everyone has taught us to believe. Yeah. So the 
the the the numbers are what melt melts people's minds. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go. This is gonna take a few minutes, and it's worth the time. Get into once it. you start thinking about it, you realize. So they tell they use the numbers trillions and billions and trillions. You know, and people have no idea what a trillion is. Have you guys heard? If you might have heard me say this, but how long is one trillion seconds? Have you heard me ask this question? Mm-mm. How long is one trillion seconds? If you guys guess it within a week, I'll give you a Bitcoin. Oh, that's a, go ahead. Take a guess. Stab in the dark. Out. No calculators. Someone go first. I'm a, I'm how long is one trillion seconds? One trillion seconds. I'll say no six, six months. Seven years. Six months. Go ahead. Seven years. Ten years. Seven. Seven years. Fifteen years. Third guess. Thirty-one thousand years. Oh wow! Damn. Damn. You were way off. Okay, so you're close, <laughs> Damn boy. But not that close. It's pretty safe. So wait. So, so, so now, no, so just remember that. A 31,000 years is 1 trillion seconds. Okay. The closest star is 25 trillion miles away. Oh, my God. Okay? So now the sun, they tell us, is a giant yoga ball, and we're a small marble next to it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you look in the heliocentric system, giant sun, small earth. Okay? If the sun was just a mile over your head, it would fill the entire sky, mm-hmm. right? You, you, you look up, you see nothing but sun, horizon to horizon. Agreed? Yeah. Agreed. And we cook if you were right next to the sun. So then we move it 93 million miles away where they speculate that it is complete theory and bullshit, but <laughs> it into, the t- into the size of a nickel or a quarter held at arm's length, uh-huh. right? It went from the entire sky to, uh, to the size of a nickel. So when things move away, they get smaller yeah. just due to perspective. If I made it eight times farther, let alone if I doubled the distance, you couldn't see it, but if I made it eight times farther, would you agree that you couldn't see it? It's too small. It's scientifically provable that its angular size would be smaller than your eye can resolve. Well, that makes sense because if you you took a quarter on the end of your arm and moved it, like you said, eight times away, you probably wouldn't be able to see it or it would be a tiny speck. Well, good, good, good analogy. But um, there is a distance that you can see a quarter. I think it's like 200 yards. Okay. Don't quote me on that. But. But whatever it is, this is it doesn't matter. Eight times as far, we're going to call that the the sun's too far to see distance. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So the closest star, the closest one, is forty thousand times farther than the, I can't see the sun distance. <laughs> oh wow! Forty thousand times farther, and then all of the other stars are magnitudes farther than that. That's the closest one. Okay. Then when you start putting in the inverse square law of light, which says every time you double the distance of something, it's a quarter of the brightness. Uh-huh. And the brightness, the brightnesses don't work out. The size don't work out. The, the, you know, they say that Polaris, our North Star, is um, 40 times bigger than the sun, uh-huh. right? So if we made it 40 times farther than that, I can't see the sun distance, it's two light days away, okay? Two light days, because the sun at that eight times the distance is one light hour. So it's like two light days away. Well, that would make it the same size as the sun if it's 40 times bigger. You know, I'm just rounding off. Okay. The closest star is four and a half light years away. That's the 40,000 times farther. This is, this is like your, your brain turns into mush trying to think of these numbers. It's all pseudoscience. They make it so far away that you can't see it. Where are you guys located? San Diego. Call me for All right. Do you, you guys know of the Georgia Guidestones? 
No. You guys are into conspiracies, right? In, in Georgia, in, in our good state of Georgia, there's a monument that was built, I think, in 1981 uh-huh. that mysteriously popped up. Uh, it looks like kind of like Stonehenge. Yeah. And uh, it has, uh, besides the com- 12 commandments or 10 commandments of the New World Order on it, one of them being never let the world population rise over 500 million again. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh. Oh. Oh, um, it, has, it has a hole in it. There's a small hole, like a quarter inch hole going through one of the stones. You got to remember, we're twirling, whirling and swirling, spiraling through the universe. Uh-huh. But when you look through that hole, the North Star is right in that hole. Every it's been time. there for over 40 years and it never moves. Uh-huh. Okay. Huh. How is that possible? If we're spinning, twirling and whirling, you do a time lapse. All of the other stars are making circles around it. It never moves. That proves un- undoubtedly that we are stationary and the luminaries above us are with are within the earth system and they're spinning around a central axis point that we call Polaris. I mean, it makes sense because if we were infinitely spinning in four different directions throughout an infinite universe, as a, as a, ball, of miles. as a ball shaped speck, right. Then, then you would eventually come across some new stars, not just the boring ones, like yeah. the, the big and little dipper every yeah. 12 months that just kind of seem to oh, reset look, in, the, Orion's belt. in the sky. Orion's belt, you can see all year long. Yep. How is that possible? When you're six months apart, when at midnight, when you look up, you're looking in opposite directions. It's like, so you shouldn't see any of the same stars, but we see many of the same stars. Hmm. Okay. And it all makes sense when you plot it out on a flat earth with a rotating ether above us. I think Nick's head just exploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said it wasn't going to, but then he, I see his brain. Damn it. <laughs> Here's Got the thing. You know, if you don't think, I did a show with two ladies the other day that were smoking joints the whole time. Oh, nice. And they were able to maintain their non-thinking status through the whole show. Wow. And so they couldn't process anything I said, and wow, they are still living sucks. in their heliocentric uh, <laughs> cartoon world. Let's, right. let's take all of the millions and trillions and fafillions, which is a real word, according fafillions? to Neil. Falafillions? Right. Well, Neil twerking is also a word. Stop it. We're not doing that right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the moon in general. And yeah. it's farthness. Furtherness? Farthness? Right. It's distance from the earth in relation to supposedly the sun. And all of those things in that. Like, for me, the moon... It, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, even scientifically. Like, I don't like how in some point of the night, like, I can go out at 10 o'clock at night. The moon will be right over the trees. It'll be large. It'll be red. It'll look vibrant. And then, like, yeah. two hours later, it's all the way up in the top of the sky, and it looks super far away. And then yes. you could see it during the day. All so right. I'm going to melt your brain. Oh. You ready? Give me some moon. <laughs> So like, like when you see the next. moon, uh, full moon on the horizon, it's gigantic. Huge. Usually, right? Amazing. Amazing. Huge. And then a few hours later, it's tiny, mm-hmm. right? It's the same size. What? Hmm? Yeah. So next, this, this one's going to blow you away. And you're not going <laughs> to believe me until you do it. Nick, hold on. So when the moon is huge on the horizon, turn your back to the moon this is not gay. Spread your legs, <laughs> bend over, and look at the moon through your legs upside down, and it will be small. No. Yes. I've never been so excited <laughs> to spread my legs before. I'm going to try this. Yeah, I, I, I challenge that. So, so look at it normally. Well, you fell down. Look at it last normally. Time the podcast, so, wow, it's so, so big. Turn your not. back to it. 
bend over, look through your legs at the moon, and it'll be, and small? It'll be small. It what? trips your brain up and stops you because you see things differently when they're next to something else. Uh-huh. But when you're upside down, your brain turns off that mechanism for some reason. Whoa. And uh, it's insane. It's insane. I have a, a, a space, I have a beach, and when the, when you're cutting across the center of the park, it's a lot, it's like a trees, you know, there's, it's like a tunnel of trees. Okay. And at the far end, across the bay, there's a, there's a hospital, which is over uh, in the next town. And it's a big, it's a big, tall, giant building. And it looks gigantic. But as you drive through this straightaway, as you get to the end, the hospital gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And when you get to the end, it's this little tiny building. It's this little tiny thing, right? You would think that it, <clears throat> that it would get bigger, but it gets tinier and it's all an optical illusion. Our That's brains weird. are really fucking with us. Yeah. I, I think it's just the way we've been like verbally and visually programmed forever. I, I yeah. think, uh, you know, I, I think one of the other things I wanted to touch on, uh, flight paths, jet streams. I know you have some elaboration to this stuff and, and, and disproofs that proof. Um, I want you to tell our audience a little bit about that because we're trying to tie everything together. We've covered the flat earth general. We've covered the moon, the stars, the distance. I want to talk about something else less celestial before we break. And, uh, you know, I, I want you to be able to get as much information out to anyone that's listening today as possible. Right. Well, so if you think about the globe and at the bottom of the globe is Antarctica. Right. And off to opposite sides of Antarctica is the tip of Santiago, of uh, South America, Santiago. Uh-huh. And you have off the other side, you have Australia on the bottom side of the globe. That's what we're told. So if you wanted to fly from Santiago to um, Australia, uh, you, you would think the, well, you wouldn't think the shortest route would be across Antarctica. Yep. Or even just skirting around Antarctica. People like, it's too dangerous to fly over Antarctica, which is nonsense. We fly, you know, through the middle of the oceans and stuff. Uh-huh. So um, that's not how airplanes go. They go all the way up to America, to like New York, over to California, and then all the way back down to Australia. Or if you want to go to the west side of Australia, they go all the way up to New York, California, London, Dubai, and then Australia, which is this giant arc. But if you look at that on a flat earth map, it's a straight line. Uh-huh. It literally is a straight line. Airplanes fly straight and level over the earth plane. <laughs> right? Wow. And the other thing is airplanes don't nose down. You'd have to, uh, flying at 500 miles an hour for an hour, you would raise 30,000 feet. The earth would drop away 30,000 feet. So that's two miles. That's a mile every two minutes. Not only that, but once you get to your cruising altitude, wouldn't you hypothetically fly into outer space? Yeah, you would fly into outer space. unless maintain that altitude, right? The globetards say, well, the gravity is holding on to you like a string, you know, and bringing you around. That's nonsense. When you're flying in a plane, you're dozing off. You've been sleeping for a while. All of a sudden, the pilot's like 45 minutes out, out and he starts slowly descending you wake up whoa we're changing altitude you can tell your body knows whoa never thought of that yeah yeah a lot of happenings in regards to the uh what the fuck dave what what do you think (laughs) is outside of the antarctic ice 
What is just I, your speculation? I'm going to get completely opinionary, but I want you my, to have- My speculation is there's other oceans and other extra land out there, extra territory. One might call that somebody that lives in that extra territory an extraterrestrial. And they come from the outer space beyond Antarctica. Wow. Spoiler alert. I knew it, but I just wanted to see your guys' reaction when he, <laughs> when he said it because- yeah, I, th I think that. Go to my YouTube channel, D I T R H. It's the initials for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole, just D I T R H. And look up my video called The Outward Flow of Civilizations. It's a 20 minute video I did with uh, Sophia Smallstorm talking about how the, you know, the Aztecs and the Mayans and the, the advanced civilizations that were here before may have traveled outwards with their son. Their son moved outwards. Mud flooded us on the inside, froze over, and then a new sun eventually was born here in the center, and that's where we live, in the Middle Earth. And they live in the outer space beyond Antarctica. What the fuck? Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. It's like, like the ice wall in Game of Thrones. Well, it's not an ice wall. You got to remember, it, you know, the Antarctica, that Game of Thrones, that entire series was a psyop for yep. one for one quote by the little guy going, I want to piss off the wall, off the ends of the earth, right? Yeah. That's the most famous line in that movie. And it's not a wall. It's just the shoreline of the world pond. Yeah, I'm also a huge, huge believer that anything that we're conditioned to see television, whether it be the news, whether it be, I'm air quoting science fiction or you know, made up movies, is just things to visually and programmedly condition us for when we yeah. do get more disclosure on things that basically, I don't even want to say the government, that everyone, the powers that be have been lying to us uh, to for hundreds, maybe thousands of years. So, and if you've- or, if or you've, hundreds if, of years. Yeah, if you've, if you've seen it on TV, there's a good chance that it's probably already real and, and out there. So- Right. I, I just think that that's, uh, you know, one of the ways to look at it. And in and, and some aspects I do in that way. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully mm -hmm. I'll get to live to see a little bit of that slice. Of yeah. Has South Park done the Flat Earth yet? Have no, they? I don't think so. Oh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone putting you on blast. I know yeah. you guys listen to all the good shit posters. So maybe you, maybe you'll <laughs> I'll have to send them our episode on the, on their Instagram and see what they have to say. Um, yeah. Dave. I know there's a couple different places that people can, who want to know more information or, or want to dive down some rabbit holes for you can find you. Why don't you just take as much time as you need to tell everybody where they can find you at? Well, if you want to find, find information on Flat Earth, if you Google Flat Earth, you're going to just get the Flat Earth Society. You're going to get junk. You're going to get propaganda from the lying science, uh, mm -hmm. science scientism people. So I created an app called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Right. It's on Android. You need 8.0 operating system or higher or an iPhone six or better. And uh, it's it, it's a little hard to find on Android because they're trying to suppress it. But if you go to my website, theflatearthpodcast.com, you can link it up right there. The app is by Blue Water Bay. It's two dollars and ninety nine cents. And just read the reviews if you don't think uh, it, you don't want to spend three bucks. on I bought an app. it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I you checked it. Thank I, you. Thank I you. checked you. it out on you watching the daily video every day. Uh, I caught a couple of them. No, I've been kind of busy this week. So, but make sure you go into your phone settings, not the app settings and turn on notifications for FE clock Yeah, because that way, you know, what the, the daily video is, you get a little, a little message once a day, one little message. Yeah. Pops saying up on what the watch. daily video is. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, what else, what else is there? 
um, the, the flat earth podcast.com, the flat earth podcast, Instagram, the flat earth podcast, Facebook page, tons of information there. And my YouTube channel, D I T R H the initials for deep inside the rabbit hole. But the, the best way to learn flat earth is the flat earth, sun, moon, and Zodiac clock app. It's by blue water Bay. If you see blue water Bay, you know, it's the, it's the right, it's the right one. And then also, um, this Friday, I'm doing my first group flat smacking, uh, where I'm having a, up to 100 people on a Zoom call. Wow. And, uh, everybody's bringing their sleeping family and friends that, uh, that think Flat Earth is dumb, and they're going to try to win a Bitcoin off of me. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. That's enticing. See, I yeah. wish I would have prepared for the show better than I could have that Bitcoin answer. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. If you prepared any better, you'd be a Flat Earther before we started. Well, That's what there happens. You go. <laughs> flat that's earth. what happens anybody that that prepares becomes a flat earther like, or well, runs shit. away crying yeah yeah i i think to say that you've given us more than crumbs probably a yeah. lot more than that is is to say the least and uh i'm glad that you were able to uh come on and, and enjoy some some fun with us today in the steak for breakfast podcast flat earth dave weiss um you're welcome back anytime i don't know what your political views are <laughs> Regardless, you're always welcome to come back and chat with us uh, on that. And as we reach and examine and explore and are disclosed more disclosure, we hope that, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be able to come back on and talk about that as well. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, you're welcome back here anytime. All right, guys. Thanks. Send me a link when this is up. Absolutely. Will we do. sure will. Well, you know what? That was an absolute delight, to say the least, to have. Flat Earth Dave Weiss on the show. It's fun watching Nick's head explode, too. I think uh, if we learned anything today in Dude. regards to Flat Earth philosophy and truth proofs, it's to question everything. Which I think, whether you're talking about whether or not the Earth is round or flat, um, the existence of shadow governments or entities that rule the world. I don't know where I'm at on the Earth being round or flat, but that was some... Very interesting points that he made. Yeah, or even talking about something as simple as whether or not the 2020 election was fraudulent and stolen. Which it was. I think we can all agree that uh, going out there and doing the research and trying to find stuff out on your own is critical to not only thinking, but as a way of life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't exactly call this podcast one that truth seeks or light brings. To a point yet, but at the end of the day, I tell you what, we're going to bring you... A little bit of shit talk. Yeah. And some news. And some news. <laughs> so, um, ladies and gentlemen, the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Find it. iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and Podbean. Subscribe to the show. And before Nick calls any of you guys assholes... going to say Spotify pending uh, cannibalism review. All right? Download the episodes. Download and delete, even... If you're not much of a downloader or have data issues due to over-memeing, it's not going to kill you. Mm -hmm. We're on Instagram, Steak for Breakfast Podcast, our main account, or Steak for Podcast Breakfast, which is our back of account mm -hmm. for when we eventually get nuked. Yep. Um, websites kicked off. Yeah. It's in the sure. early, early stages right now. We don't have all of our links, but we're working on it right now, as well as um, getting our business email up there. We're at steakforbreakfastpodcast.com. And at the very least, if you want a one-stop shop to find links to our shows, head over there. Yep. Uh, we're on Parlor at Steak for Breakfast. We're on Gab at Steak for Breakfast Podcast. 
and on Twitter at DOS23. T-R-E-S. Anyone that listens to the show knows the story behind that. <laughs> Those trace! And uh, what's going on. Uh, we got a lot of big happenings coming up in regards to this show moving forward for the next few weeks. Um, this Friday, which would be March 19th, we're going to dual cast with Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. Should be fun. Nice. Yeah, seems like a good guy and always has some solid shit on their show. I've gotten a couple shows and I like it so far. Yeah. And, and we might have a little bit of disclosure on there as well. Off the air, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, on Friday, March 26th, Law of One, Part D. Nice. So, yeah, you like that? See yeah. what I did there? Yeah. Um, Classic. Yeah, one of our first guests and always a pleasure to have back on the show. On March 30th, we'll have two guests on. Uh, Bella the Red Pill Babe, 1776, will be joined by Natalie Denise. And we'll be red pilling the absolute fuck out of you on that show because it needs to be done. Yeah, sure does. If you're not there already, you will be. Put your fucking seatbelt on. Right. On the fifth of April, Jasmine and Austin are circling back mm. for our big Davos, WEF, NWO, CCP, Chinga Tamales. What? Russian disinformation, <laughs> globalist. <laughs> Extravaganza. 413. April 13th. It's penciled in right now, but I think TikTok personality Itziolati is going to come on the show. TikTok. Yeah, we've been, uh, she's she's pretty big conservative, trad wife, human rights, uh, anti-abortion. Check her out. I've never done the TikTok. Neither have I, but her yeah, Instagram's pretty cool. The TikTok. And no. her and I have been talking, and I think April 13th, we're going to make it happen. Nice. 420. It's a big date to some. Not not really to any of us, but uh, to a lot of our audience. Not yet. I'm pleased to announce that we're going to have the human vibration on the show. Ooh. Yeah, also host of the Real Eyes Forecast um, podcast. I'm into it. And it's going to be a smoking good time. Mm-hmm. You see what I did there? Oh, I sure as hell didn't. Man rubs? And then to round out the month of April and much longed overdue. Longed? The Orange Man from the Orange Man podcast. Finally. How How was that just now happening? Like, uh, you like know what? I don't know. I'd like to apologize to them. Yeah. They, they've been uh, both friends and supporters of our show since we've started a year ago. And we are finally going to get them on to talk all things Sweet. Yeah, shit talking. Mm. And we're going to get that done. Our sponsors, who we never seem to ever forget and always send our traffic towards. And sometimes they'd like to forget us. StayReadyGear.com for Stay Ready Gear. Uh, promo code STEAK at checkout for 5% off. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, IG. Man rubs. Make a rub. Don't say it. Just in case. Oh, God. Soylent Green is <laughs> Man Rubs can be found at manrubs.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. If you type in Steak15 at checkout, you get 15% off. Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms and westcoastsurvivalarms.com. He can be reached on Facebook via the messenger or at 619-870-6992 for all of your Antifa beating needs. Mediocre Medic at mediocremedic.com. Tactical Gear and Flare. Um, they're on Instagram as well, Fire IG, and of course, the Duck Father, Mark Joe Friday, at dumpbox.us. Mm. 
I just ordered some, uh, I think it was Operator Duck Thin Blue Line stickers for all of you guys. So, nice. Yeah, they're okay. not here yet, but surprise, surprise, we'll be able to Gracias. Yeah, put them on our countertop or our hydro flask or our coffee cups, whatever. But his stickers last a lifetime, and it seems like Mark has been dropping that tactical fire for a lifetime, and you can find him at dumpbox.us, also on Instagram and Facebook. Show creds this week go out to James, Ant, Nick, and Lex at We The People Radio and We The People Radio Podcast, Lala at the Lala Beams Podcast, My Maria, Matt Couch at the DC Patriot, Jasmine Osten at uh, Russian Disinformation, Kayla Michelle, the Fit Patriot, and the Orangeman. And then our friends of the week. Let's see how many times we can get Nick to give a little giggle. Khalil the Three, Axie Quinn, Real Brenda Memes 3.0, her and I have just been vibing on a meme level that's like nothing I've ever experienced before, and I kind of like it. Um, Baby Case 2.0? Next giggling. It sure is. The Reverse Mockingbird. Um, one of our newest and probably more attractive mm. followers, Elizabeth, with four H's and an XO at the end. Underscore. Find her Instagram. You'll thank me later. Mackenzie Meme, The Jewel Thief, 1776, Jane underscore Decker, The Radrian, Patriot Babe, The underscore OG underscore Unicorn, and Scorpion 4.0 as our friends of the week. Um, Yeah, I think this has been... That was fun. Yeah, high quality and even higher speed. Yeah. Thanks again to uh, Flat Earth Dave for coming on. And and like like we said, anytime... You want to come down to Steakstown? More than welcome. Yeah. Steaked, I like that. Yeah. And uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back this Friday with the Kill the Mockingbird podcast on behalf of myself, who is Roan. Noah. And Nick. This has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Thanks for listening, and we will see you Friday. Later. Leave a comment on iTunes. Download the episode! <laughs> <laughs>